it's the Off Off Menu Podcast Podcast. I'm your host Dan, and I'm here with your with John, who's also your host. Yes. Hi, John. Hello. Uh, hello. You're right. Yeah. Are you? Yes, I'm good. I've had my vaccine. Oh. I felt a bit ill yesterday, but um, yeah, feel very good. Feel very good. Yeah, sure enough. Although yeah. by the time by the time this comes out, I don't know, maybe everyone else will have had their vaccines as well. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. everyone that's listening has had it. Yes, I've got my second one this week, which is mm-hmm. uh, I feel very privileged because I am an NHS mm. worker. Um, mm. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Did you have? Did, I was going to say, did you have a sore arm after it? Um, yeah, well, it, straight afterwards, it, it was okay, um, and then um, tw- kind of 24 hours afterwards, I was just a bit achy all over, yeah. um, um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I, I felt okay, but <laughs> if you compare it to probably actually having coronavirus, then it's uh, it's a walk in the park, isn't it, really? Well, I don't really mind if Bill Gates monitors me anyway, because I've got nothing to hide, yeah. so... Um, well, if he does, then then we've got another listener. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think they could listen in via the microchips that are in the vaccine. Yeah, well, yeah I think Bill, so. If you're, yeah, if you're listening, Bill, it's it's uh, nice to have you listening. Just give us a plug. <laughs> give us a plug, man. You yeah. know. But anyway, um, we're here to talk about the menu of Desiree Birch um, today. We're going to go through her dream menu and talk about it and talk about whatever else, as you, as the listeners have probably gathered. Um, it isn't just a solely food podcast. It is. Um, well, it is, but, you know, we talk about other stuff, such as Bill Gates and, and the virus. We rarely stray from what is on the off-menu podcast. I would say that as a, my summing up of, um, of this podcast we're very strict in listening and um, commenting on the content of the off-menu podcast, and we, we very rarely deviate from that. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think the uh, our American listeners might not get the irony there, Dan, oh, but right, that's yeah. okay. I don't think we have any American <laughs> listeners anymore, I think, because I feel like we might have insulted them um, a couple of episodes ago, possibly. Oh, oh. I can't remember what we said. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like wasn't there an episode where we said about Canada being the same as America, and then we said that all Americans were scum, or I think you said it probably. Oh, yeah, but... And then, but then we backed it up. Yeah. Right at the end, we said that British people were more scum. Yeah, yeah. But no, I re- no, that's right. Yeah, but I reckon it was the Jack McBrayer episode yeah, where. Right. <laughs> We kind of we kind of slagged off America, and to be fair, we've slagged off most um, countries and people. Yeah. Um, but then at the end, we kind of decided that no, Americans are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we decided British people were worse than Americans, but I would be yeah. surprised if many American people got to the end to to hear that <laughs> that caveat. Yeah. Um, mm. Never mind. If you are an American listener, then thank you for sticking with us, and um, we love you. I love you anyway. Also, you keep saying that the colonel off of uh, KFC is a racist. Um, KFC is an yep. American institution. Yeah, but I, I, I would say that 
Americans have enough institutions to kind of, you know, get over it. <laughs> he's a national he's a national it's... hero, the, the colonel. Yeah. He fought in Nam and everything. Did he? Probably. <laughs> Any chance to kill some foreigners, then I'm sure he would be <laughs> <laughs> like Pull me up, boys. That's, that's not a good. That's, that's not a good American accent, is it? That was oh, pretty man. good. I think that's how he did speak. Yeah. Oh, it's me, the Colonel. <laughs> that's better. It's me. You want some chicken? <laughs> yep. I mean, we. I don't know why we keep having the go at KFC and the Colonel because I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it too, I mean, and we give them quite a lot of shout outs as well. It's like off the bucket hat. Um, yeah, but the bucket hat was shit, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Food news. Yum yum yum. Food news. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, so this week's food news for me is on the kind of similar theme that um, I think we've talked about beer and confectionery collaborations before with your Goose Island and Cream Egg collaboration, mm. um, which I tried to buy some, but it was really difficult. They released 500 cans, but they sold out in, well, apparently less than about 10 seconds. So mm. uh, well done if you got any of them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and don't sell them on for 40 quid, um, like no. a lot of people probably will do. Um, but um, my food news is that BrewDog are doing a collaboration with Tony's Chocolate, and I think it's called Chocoloni. Okay, yeah. Um, they've, ju- they've just released it. It's kind of like a teaser, so we don't know exactly what it's going to be, but it's I suppose it's going to be like a stout, a chocolate stout, um, which okay. I... I we we've spoke about it before and um these collaborations rarely taste like the actual thing do they um yeah but but with tony's chocoloni yeah have you tried that chocolate before no right and i think this must have come up on one of the recent episodes of off menu because i'm part of the off menu um fan group um mm-hmm. which was going to mention a little later there's probably a few people on there listening to this hi guys um hello um but yeah there's like um a big everyone was talking about it for a while and because we're kind of behind now going through these and we're not fully up to date i didn't really know what the, mm. the story was but everyone was kind of posting about tony's chocoloni um right okay and where you could uh get it from and stuff and it, i mean it looks like quite nice chocolate um, yeah, it looks like Willy Wonka style sort of. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you had it? Yeah, so I've had like they did like a salted caramel one, um, which is it's nice. It's good chocolate. I wouldn't say it's like it's kind of filling a gap between Cadbury's and then like hotel chocolate. Okay. Um, that gap in the price, but it's like it's still like three four pounds for a bar, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice. Is it nicer than Cadbury's? Ah, uh, probably not. Oh, really? But it's yeah. Oh man. Like it's nice. I, I was totally sold by like the marketing of it. I just like the the packaging looks amazing yeah. on it, 
and just because everyone was talking yeah. about it, it made me really want some. I think, um, I think, yeah, I, I, I think it's worth trying, and I think they've got a good selection, and maybe it is slightly better than Cadbury's. Maybe I'll give it that. Okay. It's maybe nicer, but, but when it when you're in the supermarket and a bar is like four quid, yeah, and then you can get like a similar bar for, of Cadbury's for like one pound. I would rather have four bars of Cadbury's than one bar of Tony's Chocoloni. Right. Because I think I've, a lot of people on the off-menu um, Facebook group were saying mm. that um, it was on offer. So I think that's maybe some yeah. of the ch- chatter. It was on offer at Tesco. It was Sainsbury's for, like, nearly half the price. Um, yeah. But then I think it got sold out quite quickly, probably by all the off-menu yeah. people. Yeah. And um, and, and I'll, I'll re- reiterate that plug. Um, that Sainsbury's do have it on offer quite a lot, so it maybe is like two pound, two pound fifty. So it's definitely worth. I know you're against Sainsbury's, but I've forgiven um, them now. If <laughs> have you okay, okay. Well, since you've forgiven them, you can you well you can go back into their stores. That um, yeah, it's 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 definitely worth a go. But Ooh. a collaboration with Brewdog, yeah, I think it will be okay. Brewdog's yeah. all right as well. Um, mm. um, but yeah, Brewdog have this really strange marketing thing as well. They they're like massive now for a craft brewery company. Um, they have a hotel in America, and I think you can get on a Brewdog plane. Wow! Do you get to drink Brewdog Brewdog on the plane? I think so. I think it's like it's one of those that you. I think it's more American where you get on a flight. And it does like a circular route or does like a kind of an A to B f- route. Um, but the purpose is that you just drink brew dog on the plane. Okay. Oh, that's, yeah. that's all right, I guess. Yeah, if people want to oh. do that, it's a thing, isn't it? It is a thing. But um, that's my food news, Dan. Oh, good. Um, have you got anything this week? Yeah, so mine was, as I've mentioned it already, the off menu Facebook group, the official. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's official, but it's um, the most popular um, fan group um, for the off-menu podcast. Um, but on there this week, and this will be way out of date now as well, but um, someone posted some... You remember um, Smith's Crisps? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like Smith's Crisps. Yeah. Yeah. So they are bringing back... I didn't even know it was there in the first place, but they're bringing back their garlic bread-flavoured crisps. Oh man, um, which I think sounds pretty good. Um, They're going to be good. I didn't know they had them anyway. No, I didn't, I didn't know, know either. No, yeah. yeah. So I'll be keeping an eye out for them. I think. Um, I like a. I do yeah. like a crisp um, um, novelty thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I do wonder whether it's just like garlic flavored crisps. Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. I'd get in the bread element, but yeah, you won't get the bread, will you? That's like seems like an obvious choice for crisps, like garlic flavored crisps. Hmm. Yeah. Boy, I've never seen yeah, it before. I'd... I've never seen garlic crisps. Not that I can think of. Um, no. Yeah. So that's good. That's that's a good idea. Well done, Smiths, for doing that. Yeah. I really like their scampi bites. All oh, right. Okay. Are they Smiths? Um. Have... I think so, yeah. Uh, Smiths are the ones who do the um, chipsticks and frazzles, oh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's like old school. They do the chipsticks and they used to do the ones where you 
add your own salt, which I thought That's was right, amazing. Yeah. I love that, and yeah. I don't know if you can get them anymore, yeah. but I was thinking about them after seeing that news about the garlic bread crisps, oh, and I was man. like, oh, they were really good crisps then. Um, add yeah, your own salt. they were really good. Just the novelty of that. I mean, it's yeah. a simple thing, but who doesn't like to add their own salt to crisps? Oh, I know, yeah. That should They should do that with most flavours, I reckon. Why just stop at salt? Yeah, that'd be pretty good. And then you could, if you wanted, you could just have like a pure sachet of like cheese and onion, MSG powder, oh, and yeah. like rub it into your tongues and snort it like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is definitely what I would do. And the secret ingredient for this week yeah. was raw red onion. Mm. Um, which I haven't got a huge problem with. I don't mind it. No. Um, um, Amy doesn't like it, but I don't mind it. I think I've got more problems with a, a raw white onion. Yeah, that's worse. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, a, a red onion's all right for me. Yeah, I think red onion's quite nice in like a salad or a kebab or, you know, a mm. sort of that sort of thing. Yeah, white onion's the worst. Um have you ever yeah. been with Dad when he's been to the chippy and had he's ordered curry rice and chips? Again, you can't go with an episode without mentioning it, but um, <laughs> he's, he orders curry rice and chips, but he gets the man on the counter to put some raw onion from the kebab meat tray. Oh, right. He, he says, he puts, ah. can I have some onion on top? And he'll have raw onion on top of the uh, curry rice and chips. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. That's... That's another insight into um into our dad yeah. that I didn't know. Well, he told me recently he's moved on to crispy onions, which you know these like fried crispy onions you can get from yeah. Asian supermarkets or wherever. Um, he says like yeah. they are the new thing to have on your curry rice and chips. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah. 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 should have like a separate section for curry rice and chips news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. There's, I think it's got um, it's got length. There, there are these people, Dan, that go around the country and try and find the best fish and chips. Yeah. And I think there's probably a market for you to do that with curry rice and chips. Yeah. I think I know that where it is already, though. Where is it? Um, it's, it's Pensby Fish Bar. <laughs> Shout out to Pensby Fish Bar yeah. again. For all your fish and chips needs, <laughs> Pensby Fish Bar. <laughs> Free advert. So, yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think that's the best one. For water, Desiree chose still water. Um, she said at the very end that she'd like it with some lemon. Yeah. And... Um, and she said, "Sparkling is a treat, but it kicks the refluxes, which I kind of, I kind of get." Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, but more importantly, on the water course is um, whether you can burp on demand, Dan. Yeah, yeah, I can. Well, I used to. I think when they um, mentioned that, I was like, "I wonder if I still can." And I tried yeah. it, but I didn't know if I genuinely needed to burp at that point. So. Um, I don't know if it's okay. just a fluke. I, I suppose the the real test is to yeah. do it now, isn't it? 
I suppose well, I don't so, think yeah. anyone really wants to hear that. I mean, that's one of... <laughs> no, I don't think... I, I don't know if anyone does. Um, I suppose... I've just tried off mic, and I can confirm that I can. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well done, Dan. Can you burp the alphabet? I'm, I'm, probably. Again, no one wants to hear that, and I'm worried about cancer <laughs> as well. As they might, <laughs> I'd never thought about that, and as soon as she mentioned it, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I could. Yeah, it's probably not good, is it, in a way? But it's not like cracking <laughs> your knuckles, is it? Um, no, but I, I crack my knuckles and I crack my neck as well. I'm I'm a neck yeah. cracker. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. That's weird. That's a weird thing, man. <laughs> but, um, so satisfying, though. Yeah. I, I'm of an age now where if, if I, when I go to bed, if I lie. It, on one side, I get very burpy. Um, oh, right. So I could probably burp the alphabet in bed. It's like lying on that side <laughs> without trying. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. That's, that's, um, I'm just getting old, John. It's just getting old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would you be prepared to let some listeners into your house to watch you lie on your side and burp no, the not alphabet? No, not with social distancing. We're not allowed uh, yeah, to, of course, we? yeah. But maybe... Once restrictions lift, then maybe um, <laughs> I'd allow that. It'd be a paid event, though. So, Papadoms or Bread, the, this is the first curveball mm. that we've had in the off-menu podcast that Desiree chose tortilla chips and salsa yeah. Yeah. What? instead of the Papadoms or Bread, which I think is a stroke of genius. And I think it changes the format completely because then you're, you're inviting a whole new host of... of um, of foods to be included into this, but yeah, tortilla chips and salsa is a pretty good shout. I, mean, I was a bit angry the first time I heard this, and it's like, well, you're kind mm. of deviating from the thing. I mean, it's not like, like the tortilla chips and salsa is like a starter. Like mm-hmm. traditionally, if you go to a pub, yeah. isn't it? You you have a starter. Yeah. Of like taco, like little tortilla chips and salsa and some like stuff like that, and that that's not part of the yeah. bread course or the papadom course. Mm. Like, I, and I, I dis I disagree, Dan. I think I think there's some me- Mexican restaurants out there that when you sit down at the table, you'll get brought some um some well, tortilla yes, chips. Not um, always, but occasionally I've well, had I've, that I've had it since listening to this episode, and so I'm kind of less angry about it now and I listened to it again I was okay. kind of like oh yeah that this is quite a good call but then it did lead me on to doing some research and um, I'm yeah. going to either blow your mind or make you really angry um, okay. I think the question of poppadoms or bread is redundant because I now having done my research consider poppadoms a type of bread Right, okay. How how so? Well, the definition of bread is something... Or it's like a, a bread is made from 
a dough made of flour. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and poppadoms are described on um, the internet, which we know is the authority on all things. Yeah. Um, I forget where I looked. I think probably Wikipedia or somewhere linked to that. But they're described as a flatbread. Yeah. Which are then deep fried in oil. Ah, and they right. puff up. And I, I saw another definition of by saying it's, it's a dough with a raising agent, and poppadoms do have a raising agent in them. Right, okay. It's not okay. yeasted, but it's kind of like um, an artificial raising agent, um, right. which probably presumably makes them a bit like crispy and fluffy. And then I was yeah. kind of thinking about have you ever had music sheep bread? Um, no, but I've, I've, that has come up in the podcast before, in the off-menu yeah. podcast, hasn't it? Yeah, and that is basically just wafer-thin bread. Mm. Um, and, and so I, I, I put it to you that poppadoms are bread. Yeah, I, I think on your research, Dan, I, I would yeah. say that sounds about right, and that throws the whole of the off-menu and arguably this um, podcast into, into yeah. disarray. And in the same way, tortillas are also bread. Like nacho chips, they are bread because they are made from um, tortilla flatbreads, which are then baked or deep fried. Yeah. Um, they are made from corn flour, so also bread. They're bread. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 again, um, you're right. Yeah. I think I think you're completely right. What about prawn crackers, Dan? Well, they are slightly different. I think they're they're still made from flour, but they also have different ingredients in. Okay. Um, and they when you get a raw prawn cracker, I, I think okay with the poppadoms. I think <laughs> quite often when you get them supermarket styley, they're kind of a similar prawn cracker. Yeah. Um, texture, yeah. whereas they're quite smooth and um, like pearlescent almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, from poppadoms. I understand now that that is because they the dough is dried out, um, right? And then it's sort of when you put it into the fryer, then it puffs up, right? Um, but like the per- the prawn crackers are kind of a slightly different thing. They are I don't. I don't really know is the answer. That's okay, Dan. That's okay. But I, I, think, think, I think... Prawn crackers are, th- are largely made up from ground-up prawn as well. Yeah, okay. So I suppose they could be classes of bread, but I don't right. think they're as doughy in the same way. They're quite crispy, aren't they? Like, like quavers. Yeah, so and... what I'd say is, what I'd, what I'd maybe suggest is, because quite conclusively it sounds as though poppadoms are a type of bread, mm-hmm. um, should the question be crisps or bread crisps or bread because i'd say a a prawn cracker is maybe more of a crisp than it is a bread yes i would say that probably i would agree with that it's like a a kettle chip yeah and a crisp definitely isn't a type of bread no because they're made from potato yeah (laughs) so yeah that's that's shocking though i didn't know that and i think that's huge in the in the world of off menu because I know probably the biggest gripe of of the off menu podcast is you only get offered your drink after your main. 
Yeah. Um, but surely the biggest controversy of it is that what James shouts every episode is essentially bread or bread. Yeah, yeah. Do you want bread or a specific type of bread? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I'm 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 flabbergasted by that, and it's thrown me off course. I don't know what to believe now. No, no. Do you think we should uh, contact James and Ed and Benito and say, um, actually, I think you'll find that uh, poppadoms are a type of bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think I think it's worth it. I don't I don't think anyone would have done that already, and if they have, it wouldn't have been in that way. I think what they need to do is have someone what they need is like Stephen Fry to go on the podcast really and him for him to point out yeah like because I don't think they believe us or trust us but um yeah maybe I think they should but, have Stephen Fry and he'd be a good guest yeah he would be a good guest but I'd also say Dan because in I think episode two or three of the podcast was Richard Osman oh yeah and he and he is like notorious for finding loopholes yeah Maybe it's not. He's learned. He's learned in a different way, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe not Stephen Fry. Maybe they need like Heston or someone who's kind of like a pedantic kind of chef type. What's your starter? Answer me. Answer me. What's your starter? After that travesty, then, mm. um, we'll move on to Starter. Yeah. Um, which, the first line of, of Desiree's Starter, seafood is sex in your mouth, just disgusts Ugh. me. You know, <laughs> it's disgusting. And it probably is, I mean, she's probably right, because it is like, often some of it is caviar, is, is that, no, it's not, it's not, it's sexual, isn't it? Eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah disgusting and that's before she even chose it um she chose oysters she wants six on a plate with crushed ice she wants cocktail sauce lemon and horseradish sauce yeah um oh man and and they kind of they kind of um is it besmirched people who don't like oysters yeah and i'm amongst those people that okay i've i've maybe tried it once um but I really didn't enjoy it. Like when they were talking about it as well, they were t- talking about all the nice things you have on it, like lemon juice and salt and chili sauce. Yeah. But like then they were saying, "Oh, like, you just like chug it down. You don't, you don't chew it. You just swallow it." It's like, what's the point of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the only way to kind of have that stand-up argument is that if if you're a, a chewer, if you're, it's like anything. It's like if. Uh, oh yeah, I, I love um, I love eating kangaroo balls. They're one yeah. of my favourite things. All I do is just throw them down my throat. Well, that's not the point. Yeah, put a load of chilli sauce on them and um, lemon juice and stuff, horseradish, and then down yeah. down they go. Yeah, it's um, I think it's I think any food that doesn't actually involve any teeth action. Um, Probably doesn't class as, as food, but then I say that and probably mashed potato. <laughs> yeah, I, I think oysters. You know, they, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan, and I wouldn't class hers as a real kind of enjoyment factor when it when she doesn't even chew it. 
No, I mean, and that's just a vehicle for the other things, isn't it, really? Um, it is, yeah. What I'll also say is, I take issue with, is that they say that having shallots on oysters are really nice, chopped shallots. Yeah, yeah. What is a shallot, John? Um, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a small um, raw onion. Yeah, that's right. A tiny small onion. <laughs> and that, that shallot that they put on is not cooked. So they should have been kicked out of their own restaurant. Because Desiree yeah. didn't raise that. No, no, it was James and Ed. Yeah, yeah. but only minutes before have they said that raw onions, raw red onions... Yeah. Oh, a horrible thing to have in a meal and yet they are chomping or not chomping down on them, they're just throwing them down their necks yeah. on top of oysters. I, I, I didn't know that this episode would be um, coated in so much controversy. Well, it's a game changer. It is a game changer. It's actually made me angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say, as, as uh, although the oysters are disgusting... And really a vessel for the probably more delicious sauces that she's having with it. Um, the crocodile sausage sounds really good. Mm, yeah, yeah. I don't, I... And, I, and I wish she'd pick that. Yeah, that'd be nicer. Yeah, mm, yeah. Surely. What do you think about the deep fried oysters? <sighs> no. I, I'd be more. I'd be more kind of interested in trying them if they're deep fried because anything deep fried as we know as a fact is more delicious yeah yeah um but apart from spam i would argue <laughs> deep fried spam isn't as nice as normal spam but <laughs> okay but um but yeah I, i'd try i'd maybe be more inclined to try a deep fried oyster <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think we need to set up like off off menu podcast podcast bingo. <laughs> so when you said spam, it was like bing. <laughs> there should be a drinking game, shouldn't there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> okay. Um, would you rather have um, deep fried spam or, or normal spam? I, I like deep fried spam, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I mean it's different. Would you have? I think cooked spam is nicer than spam straight from the tin. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, but then it's cooked anyway. So would um, would you would you swallow a, a a bit of spam in a shell? I wouldn't like do an oyster. I wouldn't swallow it without chewing it because I wouldn't be able to taste it. I'd be yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to <laughs> savor the spam. I chew it up, swill it round my mouth. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I do that thing exactly. with wine where I I chew it up and like have it all on my tongue. Then I'd sort of open my mouth and breathe a load of air in so I get all the <laughs> the flavors of the the spam into my sinuses and everything and uh. <laughs> Uh, really enjoy okay. the depth of the spam. The spam, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The layers. Mm-hmm. Because it is time for your main course. Right, so main course. I think um, Desiree does pull it back a little bit here. 
with the goat tacos and pickles slaw from a restaurant called Morpar's Foods in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, is what do you reckon to that, Dan? As a, as a main course? Yeah, I think that sounds quite nice. Um, I think goat is an underused meat. I think it's very yeah. nice and like curry goat or goat curry, as as it mm-hmm. should correctly be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Don't try and make it fancy by putting the, <laughs> you know, flipping the words around. Yeah, curried lamb, curried chicken, chicken curry, mate. Spam grilled. <laughs> <laughs> That's like. <laughs> That's when I one for curry rice and chips. Uh, <laughs> rice and chips curried. <laughs> it works. It works. It does. It sounds good. With a, um, yeah, yeah, it does work absolutely. Um, now I think that sounds quite nice. Um, yeah. I didn't look at this one up at all. Did you? I tried to, but I couldn't find it. As Desiree said, the restaurant closed. I think oh, okay. um, in 2015. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't find any pictures, but the idea of it sounds pretty good. Um, I would say that she should have more than three of Yeah, those. I was just going to say that's my main issue with this. Yeah, three. and if, if you're having only three, then surely just have that as a starter. Yeah, that is starter amount. That's ridiculous. Yeah, um, that's not a main course. No, no. But then she's had like... Well, she, she had six oysters... Yeah. And then only three of these. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they sound really good. Like, they sound so much nicer than oysters and, you know. But I think... Um, I was excited about this course, though, because tacos is potentially one of my dream starters. Yeah. Mm. Um. Mm. And uh, goat taco sounds really good. And then they moved on to talk about the shack for you katsu sando. Can I just say before which... we got to that, they talked about oh, yeah. Bredo's tacos. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, which um, we've been to, and uh-huh. is amazing. It is. Yeah. We went for brunch. Was it? Was a bottomless brunch tacos? Yeah. Oh man, that was so good. So it was as much as you can eat tacos. Um, and they were all really good. Oh, man. And literally, and literally as well, Dan, like, we sit down, and it's always, when it's like a bottomless brunch kind of thing, you always think, oh, are they going to be a bit stingy as the waiter's going to be, yeah. you know, um, not around? But they were so on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, man, we, we got our filler tacos then, didn't we? Oh, it was good. It was good. That was a good day. Yeah. And good tacos and good value and just yum. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, good. there's um, they mention like the good um, Mexican restaurants in London, and they mention Bredos. They mention the one at Borough Market, which is El Pastor, which they're really nice tacos as well. Okay. And then we went to Corazon for Rachel's birthday, didn't yes, we? A few years we back. We did, yes. And that was also really good. Yes, it was. Um, so, although there isn't many good Mexican... There's not a lot of Mexican restaurants in London. The ones that are there are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say that that's the, we've not had good 
tacos anywhere else really i mean you've got your chains and they kind of do okay but they don't yeah. really match up um to those yeah. two so yeah i think we've been quite lucky but yeah we do need more mexican people over here to make delicious mexican food <laughs> um, yeah 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 oh man i feel like mexican food i mean oaxaca is quite good actually Over a chain yeah is. Oaxaca does well, and they have, their margaritas are really good. Yeah. Oaxaca does a really good margarita, and it's all kind of fresh food. Um, but I think Bredos and Corazon that we've been to together, yeah. their tacos are, like, amazing. Yeah. Their fish tacos. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yes, they are so good. Oh, man. So good. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Um, oh. One of the things that I get upset about in this country is that like the the do at home kits for Mexican aren't very good. Yeah, yeah. Like it's basically old El Paso, isn't it? That's they've got mm-hmm. the market share of um, yeah. kits. Like Oaxaca did a kit for a while, but they only do it in um, Waitrose. Now we looked this up the other day because we were yeah. mourning the fact that there's no good make at home Mexican kits, mm-hmm. and that's kind yeah. of it. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's, I get quite often annoyed about this that with these kind of pre-make packs that you get, and they're not very nice. And then the other thing that I have a problem with is it's Im- almost impossible to find soft-shell tacos anywhere. Yeah, I find it really hard. Like the the most common thing is uh, they have these these hard-shell tacos, but they're like boats. Oh, yes, yes, taco boats, yeah. Yeah, mm. which isn't a taco. No, they got they keep like trying to reinvent the tacos, but old El Paso. What have they got? Yeah. They've got taco pockets, that's what I saw yeah. recently. I was like, you don't need that. No. Nope. It was just like, it was literally like a rolled up taco, but it had a, a bottom to it. And it was just like, <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. the point of that? And how would you fill that as yeah. well? Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. I hate old El Paso. <sighs> and it's not exciting their flavours, it's just kind of No. Boring. No. Um I mean like the best uh, the probably aside from um restaurant Mexican, I think probably the best Mexican we've had at home is just homemade. Yeah, I think that's the best way to do stuff it. And, that's, and I th- yeah. and I think even like the old El Paso kits that you get like you can recreate their salsa. Like the salsa's disgusting. Yep. The um the rubs that they have, you could just easily do yourself. Yep. Um, and then the rest of it, they t- you know they quite clearly state on the pack that you need your own cheese and you need your own pepper and chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, am I right in saying it's Rachel's favourite cuisine? It is. Yeah. 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 And I think it's a really good shout because, oh man, you get like churros. Yeah. You know, like mole, I had not, the first time I've had mole, mole was this year because I've never, yeah, I've seen it on like restaurant menus, but you always go for like the more exciting things or things that seem more exciting. But mole is amazing, yeah, so yeah. good. And like, and you get you get your tortilla chips and refried beans, yeah, 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 oh, man. yeah, oh, that's good, it is good. <sighs> Oh god. Um but yeah, so so um aside from the tacos, which as I said is potentially one of my dream starters, mm. um 
James and Ed mentioned the Katsu Sando from uh, from Shaq Oh, Fogu. yes. Oh, man. Is it? It is so good. Is this the first mention of Shaq Foyu on the podcast? I think it is, yeah. I think they've teased it before yeah. by talking about what their dream dessert might be. Mm. But it's the first time that Shaq Foyu is mentioned and the Katsu Sando from there. So oh, good. Oh, man, it was. Very good. Very good. So good. Oh, I love that yeah. so much. So we, we managed to go to Shaq Foyu, didn't we, Dan, just before we left London. Yeah. Um, you and Rach came down for the day. It was kind of the last available day that we were in London. Yeah. And we went to Shaq Foyu and had the katsu sando, had the dessert. Um, and it was just a joy being able to watch you and Rach eat the food knowing that you would love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I was so pleased that you liked the food as much as we did. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was very good. Um, but the katsu sando, the, the first time I had it, I was just like, that is incredible. And it tastes a little bit like a McChicken sandwich. It's that kind of like sweetie bread, the, the breaded um, meat, um, mm. the sandu's pork, um, and then kind of shavings of lettuce. But it's like, it's a McChicken sandwich, but like, a hundred times better. Yeah, because I tried to re- recreate it after that. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of close. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they do it really. Um, I think like yeah, it's was, it was so good though. Um, yeah, I, I really want one again. And that's something that I can't. That's a very London thing. You can't get that in Coventry. No, I, I don't. No, you can't get it anywhere. And like that, I, I think I came onto that around the same time as Bow Buns as well, which I kind of class in the same area because it's mm-hmm. like soft, fluffy bread with crispy meat in the middle. And yeah, oh man. Side. What do you want for your side? Um, so for side, Desiree chose broccoli raw. Um, which I've never had before. I don't think I've even really heard of it. But having searched it online, there's quite a few recipes that serve it with um, parmesan, olive oil, and chili. Mm. And it's kind of like a wilted broccoli leaf, I think. Um, but it looks it looks quite nice. Yeah, I've, it looks pretty good. I've heard it on like, t- like TV shows and stuff, and like it's probably a very American thing. And it does sound yeah. good. I mean, we don't do anything. Nice with broccoli, really, in this country. No. Nope. Sort of boil it. Um, I put it in like a stir fry sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never, you know, I never think to do a, a rob. I never think to rob the broccoli. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think it's uh, it sounds quite good as a side. It's not bad. I wouldn't say it's like my go-to side. No. Um, but I, I get the idea that by ordering a, uh, vegetables as a side, you feel like an adult. Yeah, yeah. But I think also that's... Uh, I'd say Americans seem to do vegetables a lot better than, yeah, than yeah. British. Um, so when like we've had, like I think, one of the future episodes, they talk about like, Brussels sprouts being a big thing in America. And like just because mm-hmm. they do like yeah. nice things with them and stuff, and it's like we only have like sprouts at Christmas here, and it's 
you know. Yeah. And we, okay, we do the the thing of the bacon now and stuff and chestnuts and all that, which make them nicer. But mm-hmm. just like all the vegetables, I mean, this baby's getting a bit more interesting now with like vegetarian and vegan stuff going on. Um, yeah. Well, like yeah, for a long time it's just like well, yeah, boil it. Here's your boil. Here's uh-huh. your boiled yeah. veg. Because if if you go to like a pub or anything and you get a side of veg, then it's just going to be some peas and carrots and maybe some boiled broccoli, yeah. and that's it. Maybe they put a knob of butter and in it. A, yeah, maybe a, a knob of butter. But um, I feel like in America they they add more ingredients and maybe they fry it instead of just boiling, and it, it is just nicer. Yeah. It's it's less healthy. Of it. Well, maybe it isn't less healthy because we do put butter on top of the boiled stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd say that that outside of the UK, um, people do a lot better things with vegetables than us. Um, Desiree asked the question, does cost factor into the enjoyment of food? So her her um, example was that, you know, you can, you can have amazing food and then the kind of, the, the closing statement is, and it cost about £3, mm. which I've, I agree with completely yeah. because I would much rather go to a hundred cheap restaurants and have really cheap food knowing that maybe a couple of them are going to be incredible then go to one really expensive restaurant and it be pretty good food but like it's not going to change your life kind of food is yeah it? potentially i kind of feel it's more authentic if it's cheaper as well I yeah i don't know yeah. why i think that i just feel like well if this has like been made for you know it's just because it's like oh this is what we make it's authentic rather than like in a restaurant where it's like well it's 12 pound and you know, it's been we've thought about how to make it as nice as I, as I think it can be, like a chef thinks it can be. Like yeah. if you went yeah. to like, I think like to go back to the katsu sando. I remember listening to a podcast about someone going around listening, like testing all the katsu sandos in London, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I think like the most expensive one was like twelve pound. Like yeah. I feel. I don't know if, I don't know if that's a future off menu episode that there's a place um near tottenham court road where someone had a katsu sando and it was like 15 yeah quid. okay um and it and it sounded good but then you kind of go well the the shack for you ones like maybe eight or nine pound um which is still kind of on the more expensive side but like why would you why does it need to be like gourmet yeah well, i was gonna say do you think the 15 pound one is as nice as like one from a street food thing in Japan. I reckon that that one is probably nicer and it's cheaper. And I kind of feel like, well, you know, it's authentic. I think that's how I, how it links in my mind, maybe. 
Yeah, um, I agree. So, I I agree, and uh, and it's there's it's just like a markup, yeah. isn't it? But there's like these 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 videos on online and stuff of people going around these street food markets in like Malaysia and Japan and China and stuff and buying their food, oh, yeah. which is you know costing about ten p yeah. maybe, and then um, you know telling the the vendor that in restaurants in the UK this is about twenty pound. Mm. Um, and it and it's just it's crazy that 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 is the case, and it's the same with like street food in the UK that you could get like a really good burger from a really good street food place, and it's like six seven pound. Yeah. Well, you go into a restaurant and it's like fourteen fifteen pound for like an average burger. Yeah, yeah, totally, definitely. Which drink Desiree chose the cheese uh, the Jesus H Christ cocktail mm. again from Mori Pa's foods mm. uh, same as the bre- the goat tacos um, the cocktail consists of gin lime pear and habanero peppers mm. this sounds really yeah. good this this reminds me of one of my favorite cocktails which I think I've mentioned is from Banff Distillery, which is called a Sawback, which is uh, vodka, but chili vodka with pineapple juice, honey, and, and other mm. stuff. Um, that spicy kind of cocktail, but not too hot. Yeah. This sounds really good. Yeah, it does sound good. And yeah, I'd have, that, I'd have a go with that. Yes, I'd please. have a go with that. Definitely. Yes. Again, it's another cocktail with a daft name. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. um, really, you know. I don't, I don't really understand the name, but yeah. no, no, I I don't get it either. And I was wondering if Anthony Cook had any words well, regarding this religious. I'm a little worried about Anthony Cook after the last episode that we did. <laughs> <laughs> you think he went a bit too theological on the, uh, the origins of the devil? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to see if Anthony Cook has anything to say? If he, if he's got a, if he's got a few words to say on the matter, we'll it'll be good to hear from him. Maybe we need a jingle for Anthony Cook at some point. But, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, here he is. He's here, Anthony Cook. Hi, John. How are you? It's me, Anthony Cook. Yeah, yeah good, Anthony. How are you? Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm just hoping that the coronavirus finishes soon. I've had my jazz, I think. Good. Being a, a vicar, I'm entitled to a jab. Yeah. But you haven't got arms, have you? Oh. Why would you say that, John? Yours and mine. Well, just wonder. I'm just wondering where you would have got the vaccine. My, where, where would they? In my anus. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. So, um, Des, I, I, I know you've been listening, but Desiree Birch, who's the episode that we're going through, chose a a, a cocktail called a Jesus H Christ. Yes. I'm wondering what what your thoughts on that were and what H stands for. Well, the first thing I would say is Jesus. That is not his name. The letter J was not invented until 600 years ago. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so, so he's not called Jesus then. No. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> okay, then, well, um, I think that adds to... Uh, that's almost as controversial <laughs> as the poppadoms or bread. There's a lot of... Uh... <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of information is on the internet. Yes, there is, and if you, yeah. you, you've got the internet, you can all look up about that. I'm not getting involved with all that this time. I want to be successful, like the TV hacker Richard Coles, and he doesn't get, he's <laughs> not famous for talking about theological issues, he's famous for being a homosexual and for being on the telly and having funny witticisms like me. I'm a funny guy. I don't need to talk about that all the time. I could be the new Richard Coles. Let me do him. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, we'll put in, yeah, we'll put in inquiries for you, Anthony, but thanks for, uh, thanks for appearing this week. I appreciate it. I used it. to be in the Conadors as well with Ginny Sonadale. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know that, Anthony. Yes, I was a little sock puppet person. I don't believe. I think you might be lying. No, I could do. I I could look at. Listen, I could do the new Richard Coles. Let me do him. He's a fraud. Okay. Uh, yeah. What? He's a fraud and a yeah, homosexual. Okay, He's a sinner. It's disgusting. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. 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 Too far now. Look, okay. with that attitude, you're not going to be a TV vicar. You need to be inclusive and. Loving God like Jesus did. His name's not Jesus. Okay, okay. Enough of that. <laughs> okay, well, oh, that man, was Anthony. I, we, I think um, we'd need to sort of ban Anthony. I mean... Okay. Maybe we'll just, I'll deal with him later. Um, so dessert Desiree chose well first off she did a shout out to all cheesecakes and I would also like to do a big shout out to all the cheesecakes yes, out there me too if you're lis listening cheesecakes we love you yeah we love you very much yeah oh I love cheesecakes so much um oh, me too me too but this is this isn't a bad dessert um so Desiree chose a uh, a ice cream sandwich the chip mm. witch from seasoned vegan in Harlem, which is chocolate chip cookies as bread, then vanilla, um, and then potentially chocolate and hazelnut mm. ice cream as the ice cream filling. Yeah, yeah. Um, which it sounds really good. It's almond-based ice cream, which I don't really have too much of a problem with. I think, as I've said before, that uh, uh, dairy-free ice cream is pretty yeah. good, and it's really accessible as well from most supermarkets yeah. now um my gripe probably more is with the vegan cookie yeah and whether that's gonna be nice i mean it's probably okay isn't it i mean what she doesn't say what type of cookie it is does she uh just chocolate chip yeah but is it like it for me if i was having it it'd have to be like a new york style thick mm cookie which is chewy on the inside soft yeah. on the inside but crisp and buttery on the outside and i just don't know if you're getting that with a vegan cookie yeah i i'd, I'd maybe i'd maybe suggest the cookies um that jane's patisserie yeah um have online that people can bake yeah um 
those kind of cookies would be perfect. And I agree, I don't think you get that gooiness. I might yeah. be wrong, but I don't think you get that gooiness no. with a vegan-style one. Maybe we should ask Jane, because I think, for my money, she's the best um, cookie recipier in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her cookies are amazing. And brownies, and tray bakes. I don't say that lightly. Um, yeah. I think, in fact, I think she should be the new Paul Hollywood. Get rid of Paul yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, it... after what he's done, <laughs> yeah. after what he did with the biscoff, yeah. get him out. Get rid get of Jane him. Get Jane in. Yeah. She is great. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we should find out from Jane about vegan cookies. That'd be interesting. But, um, yeah, yeah I, th- I, th- I, th- I like the idea of the... I mean, I really like ice cream sandwiches. This is, we don't really have them in this country, do we? No, no, but, we don't. Uh, we've made them at home, and you know it's just good. It's just mm-hmm. good. Um, and I, for my last, I mean, this is probably a bit similar because they talked about having like banana cake or banana bread, didn't they, in sandwiches, like ice cream oh, sandwiches yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. And for my birthday, just gone last year, um, Rachel made me a ice cream sandwich, cake, or an ice cream cake. Oh man. And it, it was honestly the, the best cake I've ever had for my birthday. Oh, man. It was yeah. so good. And, like, I wasn't sure about how the frozen cake would work. Um, mm-hmm. But frozen cake is amazing. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, yeah. I thought it'd be, like, rock solid, but it's not. It's, like, still soft. It's chewy. It's yeah. just so good. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm all on board with, I mean... I think every ice cream should be in. I mean, screw cones. Frankly, they should yeah, be between yeah. cookies. Yeah, that's how we should. <laughs> that's how we should be having ice cream. Yeah, and it's yeah again another thing that the Americans do much better than us. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a there's a a chain in America called Dairy Queen, mm. and their ice cream's amazing. But their ice cream cakes are so good. Mm. And I was quite dubious of them because I'd not had an ice cream cake before. But when I, I had it, it was just oh man, so good. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. So I, I think um, that's a pretty good pudding. I think that's yeah, pretty, I think so. Um, yeah. I was slightly put off by the vegan fish with the seaweed skin. Oh yeah. That I mean. Sound a bit weird. Why? Why are you having that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, just have some tofu with some seaweed wrapped around it. Don't try and sell it as fish. I think we, we talked about this recently, like before, where they had the, the vegan chicken wings with a fake bone in. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. it's that sort of thing, isn't it? It's like, Six. I mean, I don't know. I mean, some people <laughs> like the 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 uh, the skin on fish anyway, and I'm I'm not one of them. No. Um. No. So maybe it's maybe if you like that, then. That's a good thing for you, but I don't. I don't really get. I think have we talked recently about crispy seaweed? No, I don't think so. I think I was talking about to someone because I think I was saying how much I like crispy seaweed, but okay. like from the Chinese takeaway or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But that's not actually seaweed, is it? No, it isn't. It's, it's like cabbage. It's cabbage. Yeah, yeah. And I actually think actual seaweed is is quite horrible. Yeah, yeah. Like if you get it in sushi, yeah. sometimes we we've had it in sushi where it comes like in a seaweed cone, yeah, and like it's just a bit too much. And then at the end, you've got a, a 
cone and like a cornetto thing yeah. of seaweed. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. well, what do I do with this? And I think the first time I had it, I mistakenly ate it, and it was it was just disgusting. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's just almost like, unedible, isn't it? It's yeah. like quite leathery. It's like sugar paper, but without the nice taste of sugar paper. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we have it. it, it it's like a wrapper for sushi, and I get that, and that's probably okay. But would it be any better if it was just paper? I think yes. I think the answer is yes. <laughs> and you can get like snack, snacking seaweed. Have you seen this as well now? No, no. It's like a low. It's like meant to be um, a low-fat alternative to crisps. I think was how oh, they right. were marketing it. But it's just yeah. like sheets of seaweed, which are kind of flavoured. So I thank thank goodness for that. But yeah. it's just like, of course, it's low calorie because there's nothing to it. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't fill you up. No, it doesn't taste particularly nice. We've got other no. stuff we can wrap things in. Just, yeah, just have a bag of crisps. Yeah. Don't don't try and you know go. Oh, I'm being healthy. I'm going to have vegetable crisps. Yeah. They're cooked in oil as well, mate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's probably more sugar in a carrot than yeah, a vegetable. Seaweed crisps. Yeah. D- yeah. All right. It might be slightly healthy, but it's still cooked in oil, mate. Yeah. And it's. And it's not as nice as a potato crisp. Yeah, exactly. So, you know... Exactly. Um, either, either stop having crisps completely or just enjoy yourself. Yeah. So I don't think we need seaweed, really. As, so no. It is mainly for wrapping. And I think, as we've probably talked about on previous podcasts, the best thing you can wrap anything in is bacon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Just, I mean, we, did we talk about bacon wrapped prawns? Yeah, yeah. I think we yeah, talked we about did. that. Part of the sound, quiz. Sounded really nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, sounded really good. And yeah, it was, it was part of the bacon bacon quiz. Um, yeah. And what, we didn't talk about sushi on there, but what would be nice? Like, what, what, how, you can't get much better than sushi with bacon wrapped around it. That would be amazing. That would be, be so delicious. good. Yeah. That would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was the, on that note, that was the <laughs> menu of Desiree Birch. Yeah. Um, when I first listened to this, I was, I felt quite disappointed, but as we've talked through it, I've kind of enjoyed it more and more, but I think it's because we've talked about more delicious food than what she actually chose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's an all right menu, <laughs> but I think everything that she chose is probably a much nicer version of. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's quite, it's quite a fun menu, and I think if someone gave us that, I'd be quite yeah. sort of pleased and sort of enjoy it the only thing that lets it down is the oysters well i think the oysters and the fact that she didn't actually choose a main course well yeah it was just two starters i mean if if she gave me exactly that menu where it was six oysters then three tacos i would be angry I would be furious yeah (laughs) so i think i was going to raise it quite highly and now i feel quite angry about it um, <laughs> it's tricky. It's a tricky one. I mean, that's that's that, that's definitely a meal that if if I had that, I'd be on the way to Mackie D's on the way back. 
yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, well, I didn't. For sure. I didn't eat any of the oysters. I had three tacos, which were kind of like pff, nice, but I, yeah. I needed like at least six more of them. Um, yeah. You know, some broccoli. I mean, nice, thanks, but I mean, where's the chips? And yeah, yeah. the ice cream. I mean, great, but uh, I'm bit, I feel angry now. I feel angry. Yeah, I've 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 felt angry throughout uh, ever since the Poffadomsal bread fiasco. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think the cocktail sounds good. I think the dessert's good, but you know, yeah, I'm just angry. I'm just angry that yeah, that I I'm sat here quite hungry. Yeah, because we've talked about delicious food, but ultimately the menu that she chose isn't even a meal. Yeah, and now we have to go to McDonald's. Yeah. Thanks, Desiree. <laughs> um, so next week we've got Gemma Kearney, episode 19. We've nearly made it through season one. Yeah, we have. Yeah. But we'll be back for that. We'll have more, hopefully, a nicer time, less controversy. Yeah. But we'll see. Will we still be asking Papa Dom's or bread? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Probably, but Probably. I, I, every time it will happen, I'll just be angry now. I think I've, if we don't do Papa Dom's or bread, I think people will be angry with us yeah and yeah. that's part of the responsibility of hosting a podcast sometimes you have to do what is right yeah. by the people so yeah. we'll be back we'll be asking those questions even though they no longer make any sense <laughs> alright then well we'll see you next week for uh, for Gemma Carney yeah then. we'll see you then alright then bye, bye. wanted to let you know that when I'm not eating Biscoff spread, I am listening to the Off Off Menu podcast podcast, and I also make sure that I follow them on Facebook and Instagram by typing in Off Off Menu podcast podcast. I will also like and subscribe. It's a great bake, I mean, great podcast and it's definitely worth a review. All right then, back to my best stuff.